So I've heard of Billy Two Jobs, uh, but here's Billy Matt Two Distilleries here. Not one. Oh, no, not contemporary one. He's now going two. Uh, how are we, pal? How are we? Uh, good. Great to see you guys. How are you doing? Hi, not so bad, not so bad. Um, I'm not long up because we're recording this in your afternoon, but it's morning here. I'm only up out of bed, so if we've got the just out of the shower duck. Oh, uh, he's in Texas. Up, Martin. You're in Texas. Yes, I am. And it's it's not even, the sun's not even properly up yet. But anyway, now, <laughs> Matt, we know you from Bember, but we saw on the news you have, uh, well, you've got a, a slight change of career path or maybe an additional career path. So what's happening up in Bonnie, Scotland? Sure. So for the last, I guess, sort of 18 months, two years, Bimba have been planning uh, a new Scottish distillery. It's not Bimba 2. It's not just moving <laughs> Bimba to, to Scotland. It's a very much a, a separate thing. It's called Dunfail Distillery. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to be working as part of the team at Dunfail uh, as director of um, whiskey creation. Excellent. And outreach. So I think that's the first time I've actually said my, my new job title. <laughs> roll off the tongue yet. Um, but I'll still be maintaining my role um, in marketing and communications and all the things I do for Bimba. So effectively, I'm, I'm parking uh, the, the day job career, which has been in biomedical science for the last 15 years. And yeah, I'm going full time into whiskey, um, partly English London whiskey, and then partly this new venture in Scotland with Dunfail. So, so very exciting times. Now, where is Dunfield? Where's Dunfield going to be located? Um, so it's a Speyside distillery. It's about um, 10 minutes, 10 minutes south of Forest. Mm -hmm. Cool. Lovely. Now, this is obviously a, a, a total change, of course, from Bimber. Bimber being London-based, very mm -hmm. proudly being based in London. Um, quite experimental. Is Dunfield going to be more traditional Scotch or, or what way do you see that pan out? I think it depends what, what, what you mean by traditional, Martin. Um, I think what you're going to see from Dunfail is going to be something that is traditional, but you will think it innovative in, in that what we're doing at Dunfail is we're taking the learnings from Bimba, so um, that long fermentation, direct mm -hmm. fire, but yep. we're also going to be combining that with on-site floor malting. So we're going to be floor malting all of that barley ourselves, and then we're going to be using and building a traditional kiln um, with an actually operational pagoda. You'll visit many distilleries in Scotland where they've got the beautiful pagoda, and it's all for show. Um, yeah. You know, and they're very pretty. Uh, Doig pagoda, very nice thing. We're, we're building ours, and we're actually going to be using it. So the idea around Dunfail is, is not to be Bimba, but it's to build on the learnings of Bimba and to effectively make whiskey the way it was made over 100 years ago. And by that, we mean using those floor maltings, specking the barley on site, doing all that peating ourselves on site um, to make a whiskey, which um, as far as as far as I can tell, it's it's not going to taste like your traditional space side. It's going <laughs> to have that. Um, you're gonna, it's going to have that spin that, that we like to put on whiskies. We don't just like to copy. We do like to innovate. So the way I see it is it, it's sort of a an old fashioned innovation. We're innovating, but we're innovating backwards. Yeah, bringing in new technology, we're bringing in old technology. Reverse engineering, maybe. Yeah, we're reverse engineering it. <laughs> um, and it's going to be a bit bigger than Bimba. 
Um, the capacity that we're building to is 200,000 litres. So that's around okay. four times the size of Bimba. But that still is small. You know, that's, that's yeah, it's still small. Yeah. It's, it's the same size that Kilhoman started with. They've expanded, yeah. now, I think, to 450. But they started mm -hmm. at 200. Um, and again, as we spoke about at Bimba, the, the things that we're doing, they don't really operate at, you know, 1 million, 5 million, 10 million litres. You can't do them. It's just yeah. too much. Um, but we can certainly do these type of things at 200,000 litres. So there's going to be a, there's going to be more Dunfell single malt in three years' time than, than Bimba has at the minute because of that scale. Um, but it's yeah. still very much focusing on, on that craft side of things, um, working to hand. And, yeah, the floor maltings themselves, again, that's not something you can scale up to millions no. of litres a year. It, it's just too much work. No, floor maltings, the accountants must be just going, oh, God, not another one. <laughs> you know, it's not cost effective to be floor malting. No, it really isn't. But if you're going to open, I would say, any new distillery anywhere, you've got to have a USP. You, you've, yeah. you've got to have a reason for existing. And if your reason for existing is just making whiskey because you think there's money in it, um, I don't think you're going to get very far. You've got to have that passion and you've yeah. got to have an idea of, well, what type of whiskey do you want to make? And, and is there a market for it? Uh, and we do feel that, you know, we're not the only people doing it. Uh, you've got Springbank over in Campbelltown. I think they're the best example of of that full traditional process. But most distilleries don't do it this way because of the yeah. economics of it. So we do think that there is a market for this style of whiskey. We also think that in Speyside, there's a lot of distilleries, um, you know, steeped in history, making great, great whiskey. Um, but they can be they can be of an ilk, you know. Yeah. Marty's a great fan of Campbelltown. He's a great yeah, fan, a of Campbell fan of Campbelltown. I reckon you're going to do groundbreaking stuff up there, Matt. I have that feeling that you will. <laughs> you will. Yeah, I mean that's that's the plan. Um, it's all systems go. Um, the distillery uh, passed approval last year, so building is already underway. We're quite fortunate in that uh, Darius, the, the founder and master distiller of both Bimber and Dunfail, um, owns a uh, architecture and construction firm. So we are we are building it ourselves. Um, there's not many distilleries who can say that they've done that. But we're doing it working with local suppliers. So Logie Timber for the wood, um, local rock suppliers to, to keep it in keeping with that area. But yeah. by doing it ourselves, we, we should be quite quick. So we're targeting the end of this year to have the distillery built and commissioned and spirit flowing. So uh, a Brilliant. pretty tough schedule to get that all done. Who's yeah. doing the stills for you then, Matt? Who's building the stills? You know what? Yeah. I don't know yet. Um, I'm, I'm, Darius will know. Um, effectively, what's happening at Dunfell is uh, Darius, Darius is the distiller. Um, so he'll be specking everything from the... Uh, the ingredients point of view through to their processing through to distillation and then i'll be handling everything from that point so i'll be the person responsible for maturation and then the product development so it's almost it's almost two sides of the coin one person making the spirit and then me taking that spirit and then working with darius to shape it into that whiskey so i don't, I don't know what stills are going to be going in as yet they, they certainly won't be monstrous um, <laughs> constructions from forsyths uh we yeah. probably needed to order those five years ago if we wanted them um but yeah they're going to be a little bit bigger than bimbers because we've got that additional capacity that we're working to no it all sounds very exciting again um you guys you've, you've you kind of revolutionized english whiskey and, and certainly we're a driving force in it and 
Who knows? There's pl- plenty of stuff, plenty of scope for stuff in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> this is always late, by the way. It's always late. <laughs> No, um, no. Thank you for the kind words. I, I wouldn't say we've revolutionised English whiskey. I think that's a bit strong. Um, I, I, I think what we've done is is we've come out. Um, there's plenty of uh, English whiskey distilleries, and you're going to see a lot of exciting lot things this this year in particular. There's some spirit that's coming of age. There's some new distilleries. Um, what I think we have done though is we've been able to really focus the attention of of the whiskey enthusiast and the whiskey drinker that the English whiskey is here and it is quality. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a revolution. It's more of an awakening. Um, And and we're part of a big family. You know, if you look at what the lakes are doing nowadays um, under uh, Davil's spirit. Cotswolds. Cotswolds, absolutely. It's great whiskey. And we're very proud to be in the position that we are leading that uh, revival of English whiskey. So, yeah, I I don't think we're going to Scotland to lead any revivals. Scotch whiskey is uh, very much a bigger thing than we are. Um, but we're going up there to to make it our own and put a different spin on it and to show that you can do do things differently. Um, and already, you know, you only have to look at where Scotch is going to see that there is already a drive back to that traditionalism. Uh, yeah. Glengarry, um, they're, they're, they're going back to direct fire. They're talking about floor malting. So, you know, we're not the only ones to consider how methods that were used 100 years ago and the sort of things that we do at Bimba now and the things that we're going to be doing at Dunfail have, yeah. you know, they, they really do have a big bonus on, on the quality and the profile of that spirit. And, and drinkers can taste it. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, your name, Mackay, means fire in Gaelic. So you might be going that way yourself. Uh, <laughs> who, know, who knows? Yeah, it's a funny one that um, I, I am most certainly not Scottish, um, but my family at some point in time were based in Caithness and then moved down to Liverpool. Um, and originally, we've done a family tree, and originally the name was spelled how everybody loves to spell my name, which is M A C. And that's a very common spelling of yeah. Mackay. Um, <laughs> God knows when, at some, at some point in my family history, the A was dropped. Um, it's still the same name. Um, yeah. Well, I'm the opposite, uh, Matt, because my name has never been spelled MCC. Uh, actually, MCC and MAC are two different names. One's a son of Carter's and mine's people of the sea. And people change my name. Even computers will change my name of their own accord. I don't even know how to do that, but they do. But anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, when you go to Scotland, you have, in some ways, a slightly more refined palate than what you have in, in England. In England, you ha- you don't have the same... I mean, we talked about this. There's no, not the same technical file and the restrictions that maybe you have in in, in Scotland. And that, I mean, it has its plus points and it's and other things that maybe not... In England, you have more scope. Um, do you think the lessons you've learned at Bimber can translate up to Scotland and... and in terms of wood maturation and in terms of in terms of barley and et cetera, et cetera. Do you think those lessons have been learned and taken up to Scotland? Yeah, so I'll say several things about that. One, uh, English whiskey, it's not ungoverned. There are there are rules around making no. booze that you have to follow. Equally, the distilleries are talking to one another and we are looking to ratify some type of definition of English whiskey. So you can yeah. be coming down the pipe at some point in the future. 
Um, I would posit that those uh, regulations for the definition of English whiskey might be slightly wider than you find in Scotland, but yeah. I wouldn't expect them to be some type of cowboy free-for-all, um, certainly not in other countries where there is, there's a definition, but, but it's, so, it's so flexible. Um, what I would say specifically with regards to, to Bimba versus, versus Scotch, as it were, You'll find that everything we're doing at Bimba is is very traditional in terms of how you would make it in Scotland. Mm -hmm. um, the, on, the only things that, that we, we do a little bit differently um, visibly would be that we get our grain from England. That's not to say that Scottish distilleries don't do the same. Um, we don't mature at Bimba in anything other than oak, so we're fitting in with those regulations. Three years maturation, the same. Mm -hmm. um, distillation in pots um all sorts of bits and pieces that effectively if we did transplant scotland right now you know we magically lifted the whole site and planted in scotland uh we, we would be legal to be calling that scotch yeah so we're not doing that dunfell is <laughs> too and i keep saying that because i keep having messages saying when is bimber in scotland opening and, and i'm really <laughs> They're two separate businesses. Um, I'm going to be paid from one pot and another pot. So, you know, there is a differential there. Um, what we are doing is, is we're not changing any of those processes to fall into Scottish regulations. We already would do that. Um, yeah. What we'll be doing is ensuring that we do that because that's a necessity and they are, as you said correctly, tighter. Um, but we'll be bringing in more of those processes, um, which we are able to do mainly because of the space. Um, and that's when it comes to those floor maltings. We'd love to do that in Scotland. There, there is physically no way we can have the space um, to even do that. I mean, the thing about Bimba that I spoke to you when you visited, there's no grain storage. We haven't got no. the grain storage. So, so you know, that, that, that's, a, that's a really big thing there. Whereas at Dunfail, it will have on-site grain storage, particularly because we're going to be dealing with both unpeated and peated malt. So there has yeah. to be of those on site so you don't you know influence one with the other mm -hmm. well you get have have tourist facilities up there at Dunfail as well yes it'll be yes absolutely be so the distillery is not too far from um a walkway called uh the Darva way um it's a pretty famous trail for walkers and cyclists it runs all the way straight down from forests virtually part of the distillery it's only a slight detour um, and so, yeah, we're absolutely hoping it's not part of the Speyside Whiskey Trail. We're a little bit further west than that. Um, but we're absolutely hoping that once we have the distillery commissioned and opened at the end of the year, that we will very much be open for visitors. And we are building a, an actual visitor center there. So it'll be a little bit more grand than, than effectively <laughs> a little bit of, of the frontage of Bimba. Um, yeah, we're, we're already talking about how we might do that in terms of not just tours, but then experiences. Um, so people coming and visiting the, the floor, floor maltings, potentially doing a bit of blending themselves because we're going to have the space and the availability to do that. Then. Yeah. Now, uh, the, you said there, malted and unmalted barley. Is there yep. a chance you could possibly do like an Irish style pot still? Um, uh, yeah. If I said malted and unmalted, then I spoke out of turn. I should have said peated and unpeated. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm just 
that's that's my bad. I should have said peated and unpeated uh, barley. No, um, no, uh, all barley must be malted. Uh, so unmalted barley very much is still the purview of uh, pot distillate friends. <laughs> now, uh, don't feel oh, tourism is going to be a part of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, space in London comes at a much higher premium than space in Scotland. Are you going to age on site as well? Do you have the capacity yes. to, to, to mature on site? Yeah, so warehousing will be on site. Uh, most of it will be Dunnage style, so traditional style Dunnage warehouses. Mm -hmm. um, so we're looking at a having that as part of the, the visitor experience. Um, I hate nothing more than going to visit a distillery. And then they, they take you to what isn't a warehouse. It looks <laughs> like it. There's some empty casks. Uh, one I visited a few years ago, they actually had some perspex. So you walk in the door, and if you didn't know it there, you'd go boom into some perspex. You can't get up close to it. You can't smell it. And Dunnage yeah. you know, have a particular, they just have a particular feel and emotion to them. So, um, yeah, we're going to have some warehousing there, not just for maturation, but that people can visit, they can wander around, and they can actually get a feel for, for those casks. Um, and the distilleries that do that, I love visiting. I love you know, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily opening everything up and sampling it. But you can just see, you know, these are real whiskey casks. They're going to be used yeah. for real things. It's not just for show. So, yeah, there's going to be a reasonable amount of storage up there as well. Um, part of my new role will be um, to create um, effectively a new offspring of the business to keep us going for the first few years. At Bimba, we produced whiskey, vodka and rum. Um, recognizing that effectively as a business, you've not got a lot of income for the first three years at a minimum. We're not doing that in Scotland. What we're going to be doing instead is looking to form a, a small independent bottling operation, uh, which I'll be heading up. And then we'll be using some of the storage at Dunfail. And I'm going to have a little warehouse of goodies that are not made by us that we'll be, we'll be bottling effectively to make some revenue, um, to show off able to do and also to have things in the shop so that when we get tourists there's actually something to buy yeah yeah it's bridging that bridging that start to to, to you get to a maturation and even you know yourself after three years might not be ready you know? exactly and if it's not ready it's not ready um it, it will be different um people think that just because just because london is not taiwan that you don't get a heat effect on the maturation, but you certainly do. Indeed. Compare it to Scotland, the, the influence <laughs> of that climate on the casks is noticeable. Um, so yeah, maturation up in Dunfail is not gonna be as quick and not going to be as active as it is at Bimba. Um, and so we're already bearing that in mind. So what we might see with casks and their development at Bimba is not going to be on the it's never on a linear light scale anyway but it's certainly not going to be totally comparable to what we're seeing at Dunfail. um we always take the view of whatever we do we only bottle it when we're happy with it um and so that will be the case we're, we're targeting um distillation um commencing end of this year so laying down those first casks first releases in 2026 that gives us effectively you know nearly four years worth of maturation so a wee bit longer um, then when we released uh, our first bimba, which was just slightly over three years old, it was three years, sort of three years, four months, effectively. Um, mm -hmm. We think it's going to take potentially up, up to another six months before we have something that we're prepared to show off. Equally, if it takes longer, it takes longer and, and people will just have to wait and see. So, again, you know, you've got A, that tourism, B, and B, the, the new independent bottling arm that, that we're looking at building. 
to, to get us through that time before we have some product available for people to buy. Yeah, it, it all sounds very, very exciting. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure you're. I'm sure it was probably a big decision for you, but one that you're you're probably happy you made. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm delighted, Martin. Um, it's been a long time coming. Um, <laughs> I've been dabbling in whiskey for many, many years, and I, I never expected to be working in whiskey. I, I really didn't. Um, you know, I've been running a whiskey club, writing a whiskey website, and that and that was fine for many, many years. Um, but then it, it it's almost like you know, once you've had a bite of it, you just want more. So, you know, effectively coming into Bimba initially just as a, a freelance to to launch their first whiskey. That was my job. Yeah. Come in, do the PR and marketing around the launch of Bimba's first whiskey. So I did that. And they said, well, that was all right. Do you want to <laughs> carry on doing more of that? And I said, yes, OK. And, and then despite that role being, you know, very much part time in addition to my day job, my responsibilities and my interest and my time grew. And then it got to the point where on, on, it was two levels, really. One, um, yeah, I really want to do this full time. Um, I'm going to say three levels. Uh, one, I really want to do this full time. Uh, n- number two, I think this is a good move for me. Um, I, I, I think this is where I need to be for the next part of my career. And probably yeah. most significantly for me, it's actually really difficult to juggle multiple jobs when they are in completely divergent fields. So yeah. although, you know, in my new role um, with Bimba Dumb Fail, I'm going to be, there's multiple hats going on and off. They're all related to whiskey. It, yeah. It's different when, you know, you jump off at like a Zoom or a chat with you guys, and then five minutes later, you're on a conference call about biomedical science. <laughs> and then half an hour after that, you know, you're, you're, you're talking to someone about a tasting. That, that for your brain I don't think yeah. that's whatever it is. But if you've got two different roles, the, 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 the thinking set and the skill set's completely different, um, that does make for quite a lot of mental drain. So, yeah, I'm absolutely delighted that I'm able to focus my career. And, yeah, it's lots of hats, but they're all whiskey hats. Um, yeah. yeah. And you're dealing with more or less the same people. Um, I know they're two different companies. I mean, they're, they're both owned by the same people. So yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think my, difficulty, my difficulty is... is, is in my own head, being able to switch between talking about Bimba and talking about dumb fail, and then not accidentally telling everyone about Bimba's lovely floor maltings, which don't exist. Um, so I'm going to have to be have to be very careful that you know I've got that switch in my head. Which, which distillery am I talking about now? Yeah. yeah. Now, as I say, it sounds all fantastically exciting. Uh, I wish you all the best with it, Matt. Um, nicer guy. I'm really pleased for you. It's really nice that you're getting to. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. To work in, in the field that you really want to be working in and uh, hopefully you go up to Scotland and you have the same success that you've had down in London um, I don't see so why much. I don't see why you couldn't because Bimber's Bimber's been a triumph and and, and really lead, in some ways leading the way for English whiskey you've been, you've been exciting from day one so thank you so much guys and as always you're always welcome at Bimber and you are most certainly going to be welcoming up to uh, Dunfail uh, hopefully uh, pretty soon after we've opened to the public and you can come and have a look at all the stuff that I look I've forward to it. Up. Look forward to it. We're thinking about going to Scotland pretty soon, but we'll, we'll have to we'll have to keep that under, <laughs> under wraps. As well, 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 I mean, you can, you can drive past it now, but it, it it's very much a building site. So, um, you know, it's very much a promise of things to come. But, yeah, hoping by the end of the year um, there'll be some walls and doors and roofs, <laughs> little things like that, which make uh, yeah. which make uh, distilling possible. As long as there's sandwiches, Justin doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't even mind haggis. I don't even mind haggis. <laughs> and I love Scotch eggs. I love Scotch eggs. Catching you. Matt, all the best. Take care, buddy. Thanks, Thanks fellas.